Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm glad you're here. I'm your host, Connie Albers. You know, I am going to talk about something that's probably a little heavier than what we're used to. And I know there have been a few episodes on grief and trials. And it's interesting how, as I had been planning and pondering for this particular episode, some things just kept coming up, conversations I would get asked, uh, discussions from moms and, and dads, but things that are happening in the nature of the relationship, the part within the family that really a lot of people don't see. And, and that has to do with when your kids become rebellious or when they, they pull away or even they're estranged from you. And what does that look like and how does that impact you? What does it, what does it do to you? And oftentimes when I speak about this, you know, on social media, on in pretty much anywhere you talk, people are always going to showcase their highlight reels, right? They're going to, what's going great, you know, the kids are getting along or, you know, the family dynamics are, are in a good place or they share photos of the happy moments. I, I can't say that I've gone on social media and seen um, too many friends or as even random scrolling where you see people's difficult, hard, real, painful, ugly moments. You know, those moments of, of heartbreak. They don't snap a selfie when their eyes are, are bloodshot because they've cried for hours or their nose is bright red because, again, they've cried so much and had to wipe their nose. And we don't post those pictures, do we? And, and you know what else? A lot of times we don't even talk about those. We don't share those stories, and yet our heart can ache and break. And I wrote in Parenting Beyond the Rules when the picture gets blurry. Now, I... I am optimistic. I'm an optimistic person. I, I want to believe the best. I, I want to see the best. And I'm always eager to jump in and fix whatever needs to be fixed. Now, sometimes I can't, that can be a bad thing because your kids don't want to be fixed. And to be honest with you, neither do we. I mean, we don't, we're not really eager when somebody wants to jump in and fix us either. But I digress. But the truth is, we don't talk about the hard the painful, the real, like the really real. And most of the time it's, it's associated with guilt or shame or I didn't do it right or I didn't do it enough. And, and the truth is it hurts. It just hurts. And the picture that we have, and you all know, you've listened to me for a while, you all know I talk about painting pictures of possibilities and you know I talk about your children are a masterpiece in the making. And that's what we should be. And 
In every season, that's what we should be doing. Although sometimes the masterpiece isn't turning out exactly like you thought. Those possibilities, they start to fade. Sometimes because divorce enters the picture, separation, uh, mental health issues, stress, anxiety, disruption, and haven't we all been going through that for a, a while? But what do we do? How do we process a child who is rebellious? You know, I, I speak about rules minus relationship equals rebellion. Well, the flip to that is you still have to have rules, even though living parenting beyond the rules is, is about going beyond the rules. It's giving you permission to pivot and adjust. And like I've said in a previous episode, there's freedom in the pivot. But rules don't always equal rebellion. And a great relationship doesn't always ensure that your child isn't going to have a mood swing. <laughs> They're going to have something happen in their life that you may or may not even be aware of. Or as they're growing and maturing and they're soaking up society and culture as toxic as it is right now, that there doesn't start to become a break, a crack, a fracture in your relationship. So let's talk about this. Mom to mom. You know, most people think, oh, your family, your, you know, your kids are so perfect. Everything was perfect, perfect, happy, happy. No, it wasn't. And if you've read Parenting Beyond the Rules, if you haven't, I encourage you to grab a copy. It makes a great Christmas holiday gift. But I write a lot of the stories in Parenting Beyond the Rules of my mom fails. You know what I don't write is my kids' stories. And there's a reason I don't do that. It's their story. They have a different lens and they have different reasons for the decisions they made or didn't make. I don't tell my kids' stories. I just tell mine. How I approached what I have heard tens of thousands of families, parents, teens, college kids share with me. Things that have happened along the way and, and things were going great until they weren't. And the wheels on the bus were going round and round until they weren't. And what do we do? What do we do if we're living with a a rebellious child, or an estranged adult, or a child who we're just, just flat out struggling with in the relationship. What do we do? How do you handle that? I know I'm going to hear from many of you, and, and please send an email, or uh, you, can, you can send an email, or you can leave a message in social media and let me know how you're doing. But I know that many of you, and we have listeners that equipped to be from around the world, problems can still be very similar. They seem, you know, when we're, we're dealing with a certain child and there's a brokenness in our relationship or an estrangement or a rebellion, 
It doesn't matter if you're over in South Africa, Australia, the United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, America. The hurt to a mama's heart is the same. And the feeling of aloneness is also just the same. I must be the only one. (laughs) Until you realize you're not. And the only time you can really realize that you're not is sometimes when someone like me, who's walked the journey, comes alongside and says, you're not alone. There is hope. There is hope of redemption. There is hope of restoration. There is hope that all the broken pieces, the shattered lives that can come by way of divorce and God knows that's exactly my story. I will never forget. I was 11 years old. I can remember it to this day. Standing at my father's car door. And basically him telling me I would never see him again. And it was all my mother's fault. But an 11-year-old doesn't know how to process that. Oh, I remember. I wish I could have had the wisdom of an adult to say, you idiot, it takes two. (laughs) But I didn't. I was a child. And I processed the information that I did have available to me as a child. Became very angry with my mother. If you guys all know, you've heard some of my story. I love my mom dearly. And I had the privilege of walking away from a lot of career opportunity, so to speak, so that I could help take care of my mom until she went to her home going and she entered heaven. But there's a lot of ugly in between those years, a lot of misunderstanding, all because the words of one parent used against another parent and pitting that child with just the right words. Now, that may or may not be your story, but I want you to know if if you're walking in a season of a rebellious child or a sneaky, lying, a child that's estranged, it's pulled away from you, that they don't answer the text. They don't call you. They're not calling you to ask when you're going to celebrate Thanksgiving or any holiday as the holidays approach. They didn't call or send you a card for your birthday. And those Mother's Day flowers, well, no, those didn't show up either. Mama, you're not alone. And I know there's a lot of dads listening. And I know that there is the same emotion of of hurt and shame and guilt and heartbreak. And each of you that are listening to this is going to handle it a little differently. I just want you to know you're not alone. This is like one of those quiet things that nobody really wants to talk about because it's frankly just too painful, isn't it? And sometimes when our children are in rebellion to their parents, maybe they, and and, and we're not talking about they just got mad because you told them to turn off their cell phone. I'm talking about genuine brokenness in the relationship and discourse and 
discouragement and hurt and, and maybe even angry words that cut you to the bone. And you know what? Maybe those words were you to your child and they can't forgive you or vice versa. See, it is a two-way street, isn't it? And I want you to know it's a two-way street. See, there's this raw kind of pain that's deep in a mama's heart. And if, if you were to go to a friend or if I were to sit with you with coffee, which I so, I love to do. I so often meet mamas in um, my little city and we sit and we have coffee and we just talk. And usually within one or two questions, somebody's in tears because there's such a raw kind of pain in our heart. And, and if you tried to articulate it, like, what's going on with you and your son? What's happening between you and your daughter? If, if you try and you, you, you know somebody cares or maybe they really do want to know and you open your mouth and nothing comes out because your tears just, they well up and your voice gets choked and you just can't find the words to express the deep level of pain that you feel. You're not alone. There's some words that I want to share with you of hope and encouragement. And I want to start with saying God is a God of restoration. I I can't say when that will be. There have been seasons with some of my children that it's been very difficult with. Lots of tears, lots of trying to not put a wall up them towards me, which sometimes happened, me towards them to protect my heart because it just hurt. But there's something you've got to do. Yes, we want to chase after the one like the prodigal child in Scripture where you know, we want to chase after them and bring them back. But we have to focus on the ones that are there, that are present, that are, that are with you, that are doing life with you. The other children in the home, maybe your spouse. And sometimes you can barely show up because you've just come out of the closet crying again. And you're trying to just put one step in front of the other. But the way you have to walk through this is, is going to be so unique. There's not, this is not three simple steps to dealing with an estranged child, to dealing with a rebellious child. That is a, as a myth. There are things, principles you can do that will help, but there's certainly no easy steps to this. Not one easy step. Because matters of the heart can just take us down. Even those with the strongest of faiths, it still stings. It still bites. It still tugs us. It's like a a, a wound. Uh, We have a scab on on a wound and, and, and a word or a thought can just kind of like rip that scab off and oh, the pain. Everything comes 
rushing back to our mind. But you've got to dwell on the ones that are still there, the ones that are doing life with you, the ones that are showing up every day, the ones that are texting, the ones that do ask you to spend time with them, the ones that do want to talk to you. You have to discipline your mind to stay focused on on those that are right there. But it's easy, Mom. It's easy, Dad, to let our mind go to the one that isn't there, that isn't wanting to do life, that is pulling away or pushing you away. We want to run after them and we want to fix it. We want to restore everything. Sometimes you can't. You got to put it in the Lord's hands. Every bit of it. Every ounce, every second, every fiber of your being has to be that child has to be placed, that situation has to be put in his hands. And you've got to focus on the ones that are still around you. You know, and, and I've heard moms say, and, and I know they're well-meaning, just, you just got to let them go. Just let them go. I, I'm just going to tell you, there are some temperaments. They are wired that way. It is easy. It is easier, not easy, but it is easier for them just kind of release that child and let them figure it all out. And it's kind of like, well, you'll come back when you come back. That doesn't mean they're being trite. It doesn't mean that they're being, uh, they're not walking through grief or pain. It means they're processing it differently than you. And if you're a very relational type of person, a very feeling oriented, and you want to fix things and That's going to seem very strange for you. Letting go may seem absolutely impossible. In preparation for our episode, I was doing some research, and which is I I do for every episode, but just different books that are available and what some of their ideas and topic talking points were, and it just had me thinking about reminding you that you are unique. You are one of a kind. That God has wired you, not perfect. You are not perfect. But God has wired you in the way that he has made you. He's formed you and fashioned you. And he's likewise with your kids. Now, that doesn't mean there's things we don't need to change. We certainly do. If there's, if there's things we can do to mend or repair, we do that. But I know when we have those types of situations that pull us apart from one another, it can feel like a death. Because you're, you're living through something and you can't change it at the moment. And, and there can be so much guilt. Maybe you said some things that, maybe you had some positions that you were just adamant about and that led to it, or, or maybe your children got caught up in some cultural thoughts or ideologies, or, or maybe your child just didn't agree with you. Maybe it's nothing other than a rough season because that child's growing up, and maybe you're trying to hold on too tight. 
It could be numerous things. So understand, it's not just one thing. You're not going to be able to put this in a pretty little box with a bow on it. But I know there's so many unspoken words when that happens. When you can't just pick up the phone and call, or you send a text and you don't get a response, or you get together as a family and and maybe they show up, but there's tension, there's no freedom. There's just not a freedom of a relationship. Boy, those are hard. It's like you're putting on your happy face and your heart is hurting inside. Have you ever done that? It's so hard. We used to talk about, when the kids were little, we used to talk about a public face and a private face. And let me explain what that means. It means that you don't take your grumpiness and put it out there to the grocery store clerk. You don't take your bad attitude and have a moody meltdown in a restaurant. You don't share the struggles that you're having in the public forum. You, you work those out in the home. Now, obviously, we're not talking about abuse. We're talking about just struggles, just relational struggles. The tension that can happen with living with other human beings that are imperfect, just like you. But I know that when, when there is an estrangement, when there is a, a rebellious child, when, when you reach out and, and in a figurative way, they kind of push your hand away or they, they reject anything that you try to do. I've had so many friends share with me. Many of you have shared with me struggles that you have and you know the tears that you cry I hear from the kids, the teens, the college kids, the brokenness that they have with their families, the rejection that they feel. You know, we think it's only one way. It's not. We are better equipped to be able to resolve things because we are adults than our children do. We don't want to have place expectations on our kids if you know they are children and, and they haven't fully developed that reasoning skill. They can't, they can't understand that you're battling with the aftermath of a loss or, or um, an anxi- anxiety over what's happening or fear of what's going on or the loss of a, uh, a marriage. They, they can't understand that. And you, you, want to, you do want to, though, try to share as much as appropriate, but always affirming those that are still there, that you're still there for them. And I guess that's probably the hardest part because we want to go after the one, don't we? You know, there's a difference when our teens enter a rebellious phase or they're pushing you away or they're defying what you say There's a difference with that than when our children become adults and they're no longer living in your house and they start making the rules you're going to live by or they think you're going to live by. Both of those are very different, but both of those are equally painful. And see, as your kids get to be adults, when that situation, when an estrangement begins, it, it changes everything. Because it can go months without hearing from them. 
Whereas if they're still living in your home and there's tension, it, it, it can be so tense you could just, oh, it's palatable how, how hard it can be. Both are hard. Just, just hear me, both are difficult in different ways. But I always tell parents, instead of always trying to fix the child, fix the teenager who won't listen or uh, try to keep putting more and more restrictions on them because you're just trying to get them to obey. And, and I'm not saying that our children shouldn't do what we are asking them to do. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but when you do do that, or your adult children are, have pushed you away and they've replaced you with others, a mentor, a friend, um, work, a spouse, I need you to know this. You need to understand you, how you respond and how you react is key toward restoration. And, and you're sitting there and you're going, but Connie, you don't know. Oh, I do know. Trust me, I know. Rejection is so painful. It's so hard. And and sadly, I've been on both sides. You know, I rejected my mother for, for years. I resented what happened. And the sad reality is I really didn't understand what had happened. But I thought I did because, you know, I was a teenager. Teenagers are all smart, right? They know everything. <laughs> or so they think. My mother never quit. She never quit. And I think back, and it brings tears to my eyes when I think back at how I behaved sometimes, how I got irritated by things that she would do. And it, it took a long time for me to understand I wasn't seeing through the right lens. But, but she never quit. She never stopped asking me to lunch. She never stopped asking me to go do something. If you're in that position, don't stop. And I've had the other way where some of my children have pushed away from me and the wall's gone up and I, man, it was like impenetrable. And my heart was broken. And, and I think about my mom and I think, how did she do it? Because my first response is, okay, punt. I only gave birth to you. I only poured my life into you, but okay, fine. Have a happy life. That's self-protection. Because my heart aches inside, just like yours. And I'm going to encourage you to keep working on the parent you want your child to know. Write that down. Work on the parent, you, that you want your children to know, the person that you're, you're wanting to become, the parent you're wanting to become, the woman or the man, the mom, the dad, the grandparent. Many times children create a narrative in their mind of, 
of what is real, like I did, like I shared with you. I I created a whole story based on a conversation that I never asked my mom her side of the story when I was a little girl. I adored my dad, and surely he must have been right. Children create a narrative in their mind. They tell a story. They experience it in their way, not that their way is wrong, but they see through the lens of a child. They experience it a certain way, and and the same event can happen to two different children, and they're going to process it very different. The other part of the story they create is not real. It's taken from bits of pieces of conversations or from the culture or from how their friends would give them advice of how they should handle it or something that they hear or read or they observe. The story they hear or the story that they tell themselves can become etched in their heart and then they can put up a wall and they believe that story. Ask the Lord to help rewrite the story. Ask God to give you opportunities to rewrite the story. Not to tell them the story's wrong, but that he would give you the eyes, that he would give you the wisdom and the discernment to know what to do, what not to do. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't say, ask the Lord to help protect your heart. See, sometimes our kids put up a wall to protect them from us. That's what they think. And sometimes we put up a wall to protect them from us. Are we talking physical walls? No, we're talking about that barrier, that emotional, relational barrier. So we are designed for and created for relationship. We're defined by our relationships. Why do we get so broken when we could have everything going right, but one broken relationship within the home can completely sideline everything else that we're doing? Because we're designed for relationship. And it hurts. And we want things fully restored. Be careful not to be careful to protect your heart, but to not get hard-hearted. Protect your mouth so that you don't say things that you wish you wouldn't have said out, out of those moments of anger and frustration and pain. Be quick to listen. Kids will give you clues as to what's going on, what the nature of the grievance is. If it's something that you can address, address it. And if not, you got to give it to the Lord. I mean, you've got to give everything to the Lord, but that specifically you've got to give to the Lord. Does that make sense? And I want to just close with this reminder. The gift of time. You know, time can be a great healer. I can't tell you how much time. For some, it'll be just a short season. For some, it might be a year. For some of you, it might be five or ten years. For some, it may be as, you know, at the very last bit of time that's left on this earth. I want to encourage you, don't dwell on the current situation. Don't dwell on it. 
Acknowledge it. Keep working on becoming the parent you want your children to know. The woman, the the man, the, the mother, the father. Focus on the children that are there. Focus on the family that that wants to do life with you. Focus on them. Give them your attention and your presence. Yes, you're going to have moments where you're going to cry and be sad. But then you're going to dry your tears and you're going to go back and you're going to enter into the lives of those that are around you. That things aren't estranged from. Guard your heart from bitterness, anger, and resentment. See, bitterness will hurt you and all the others that you live with. It's way more than it's going to impact the wayward child or adult. Anger is just going to cause you to do or say things, oh man, you'll wish you would have never said. They're also the things you can never take back. And you know what? You don't have the right just to give your child or your adult children a piece of your mind. No, I'm sorry, you, you, you don't have that right. And see, resentment, it just keeps you from having an open heart. You know, it's hard to walk this life because it requires vulnerability. We, we give our best. We give our all. We'll lay down our life for our children. And they don't always understand that. And they can't always comprehend that. I think that's where the phrase, I can't wait till you have kids. I, I think that's where that phrase came from. Because then they'll have understanding why you make some of the decisions that you make. But, you know, you, you don't want to say that to your kids. I can't wait till you have kids. They're not going to get it, and they're certainly not going to appreciate it. Don't withdraw and don't isolate yourself from others. Find a friend or a support group or a ministry that you can connect with. There won't be a lot of friends that will be able to walk you through this because it's messy and it's hard. Some will. And you ache and you long for things to be different because we're designed for relationships. And when, when a relationship is broken, so is our heart. Don't expect your friends to walk through you, walk this journey with you. Some will, some won't. Some, they don't have the capacity to walk through the hard, messy places. They just don't. Doesn't mean they don't love you. It just means that they might not be the one God's going to use to walk, hold your hand, give you a hug, or hand you a tissue. Some things can really only be fully understood after we've walked through it, which I guess is why God put this on my heart this time, because we talk about all the good and the positive and building sibling relationships and how to have dynamic relationships and how to do life together. And yes, those are wonderful But it's not a straight line. It's not just an easy plot on a graph. Here's point A, here's point B, bam, we got it. No, there's a lot of twists and turns, and you never know when it's coming, usually. Some kids, when their parents divorce, eh, you know, it just is what it is. It seems like they just roll with it. Others are devastated. That's why you got to be really careful. Don't look around and compare yourself to how others are doing it. Just really seek out the Lord and ask Him to meet you in your place. 
for him to bring the people, the friends that will help you make sure you process everything correctly. Make sure you guard your heart that you don't get bitter. You don't get angry. You're not, you don't become consumed with resentment because it just isn't turning out the way it's supposed to turn out. The picture is blurry. The masterpiece, it's not so pretty right now. Well, God is not finished. There is a gift of time. But you aren't the controller of the time clock. Stay kind. Stay full of hope. Believe the Lord is at work. He created the family. First institution he created. He wants to see the families thrive, not survive. And he also knows it's going to be difficult. In this life, there will be trouble. That's within our family. Just be faithful, mom and dad. And those of you mamas that are listening and dads that are listening and you're estranged from your parents for various reasons, maybe they, you just don't like the way they treat your kids. I don't know. I've, I've heard so many different stories. I want you to also reconsider this from a different perspective. Be faithful. Be faithful every day to show up. If you get an opportunity to speak love and truth, kindness, do it. Don't harden your heart. Keep your heart tender, and you know what? Only God can really do that. Because the pain is real and raw. But you're not alone. You're not the only one that's gone through it. You're not the only one going through it. God is not finished. God is not done writing your story. And you must cling to that. Cry if you will. Grab the tissues. Wipe your eyes. Blow your nose. Give it back to the Lord, and then get about the race that he has put before you, ministering and serving the, the family members that are there that you're doing life with. doesn't mean you let go of the others. It just means that you let the Lord work. God is at work. God can restore what the locust have eaten. You've got to hold on to that. Thank you for joining me for this edition. It was, it's a serious one. You know, I am all about relationships and there's just seems like there's nothing worse for a parent than when we have struggles with the relationships within our home. I mean, we can have problems in work. We can have problems in the community. We can fight school boards. But man, when something goes awry in our homes, that can totally take us off our game, can't it? Just remember, God is able to do all things, and you've got to be faithful to trust Him, to restore, to redeem, and to make new. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Equipped to Be. See you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member, and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.